Hello, welcome to another episode of Middle Aged Madness. My name is Susie, I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have really enjoyed seeing the comments that you've been making on the Facebook group. It is definitely nice to know that I'm not the only person with a few aches and pains when you get up in the morning. I'm also happy to report that perhaps as part of having done the podcast and some of the comments that people made, I realised it's time to make a bit of a change. Time to make a bit of a change. So I did. On Saturday last week, I just decided on a whim to get my hair cut. So I had waist length hair, the pink had washed out, it was half blonde, half brown. It was always the plan to get it cut. But it was almost on a whim where I was like, I was on half term holiday and I thought I need to have it cut before I go back to work on Monday. So I rang around a few salons and I got it cut that afternoon. I went along, a wonderful young lady cut it and restyled it for me. It's what's known as a lob, which is not a phrase I've come across before. Maybe you have. Middle-aged me hadn't. But it's a cross between the words long and bob. So it's a long bob, a lob. Which means it's not chin length. It is kind of down towards my shoulders, but it's much shorter. It's a tiny little bit of blonde left at the bottom um, on the ends, but that will obviously grow out. So I had this lob cut done and it was lovely. I was talking to this young woman during the during the cut and all of that and we talked about lots of different things. It was it was rather nice. I was the only person in the salon which I thought I would be a little bit like I don't like all the focus being on me, but actually it was okay. It was just two members of staff and one of them was busy doing paperwork or whatever and so I was with this young woman they didn't have any well the background music they had on was very quiet which again I really like because I had to take my hearing aids out to have my hair cut and if the background music is too loud and if there are lots of people other people chatting and talking I can find it quite an isolating experience so I was quite pleased that it was just me so I was there in the salon having this cut and we're talking as you do and she could tell there'd been some pink in my hair before and she was asking me about why I had had it pink when I'd had it dyed and I was telling her a little bit about the reason. Uh, if you'd like to know some of the reasoning then you can check out uh, episode one of the podcast. So there I am in the chair having this young woman cutting my hair and we're talking about why I decided on a whim to have it cut and the fact that I would bought myself some new clothes. Hooray, I've decided to embrace the larger me and I've bought some clothes to suit me. I did my colours online so I can make sure I get colours that are working with my skin tone and I also chose some clothes did some research about clothes that would flatter my shape so I was talking to this young woman about all of these things and I had a bit of a realization now I won't say that this is 
a definite thing. But as I was talking, it made me think, what if? And my what if was, what if I'm having my midlife crisis? Yeah, I know. I can imagine some of you there just laughing at at me because I know that's when you think of a midlife crisis, you think of somebody just doing completely outlandish things, going and buying a sports car. That's the classic, isn't it? For a male midlife crisis, it's going and buying some trendy sports car and then divorcing their wife for a younger model, those kinds of things, um, <laughs> which is not me. Um, but I, w- I was just thinking... As I was talking, I was thinking, is this my midlife crisis? Am I having like a kind of a, a scaled down midlife crisis? So, I mean, I dyed my hair pink. That That's maybe not the crisis bit, although I think my mum would probably, <laughs> she might disagree with that. But, um, but I don't think that was the crisis bit. I think the crisis bit is the fact that I've decided to think about the colours of my skin tone and what would suit. I bought some new clothes to embrace my my larger size. I I even watch, have watched some YouTube videos about makeup for middle-aged women. Get me. <laughs> and it sounds terrible, but it's not. There are actually so many things that I've learned that I'm like, oh, I never knew about this. Some of you might be people who are really good at makeup. I have never been one of these people. I look at some of these younger YouTubers that um, that I subscribe to and they always have like flawless makeup. And I just think, oh, that's, that's a reason why I could never, never do a YouTube podcast is fine. It's just my voice. Uh, <laughs> I never want to do the video thing. That, that's, that's not me. But I've never been very good at makeup. I've always done the same thing, a little bit of transparent powder and then the same brown eyeshadow all the time and that used to be it. So I've started to look at some different makeup tutorials and that's been really nice and I think, oh, there's some things that I just wish I had known in my life but there we go, I know them now. So all of these things together, the clothes, the hair, the makeup, it makes me think, is this my midlife crisis? Am I having a toned down midlife crisis? Now, if you're somebody who has already passed through middle age or who is perhaps towards the, the, the tail end of middle age, maybe you've, ha- have you had a similar moment? I would, I, I would really, really like to hear your stories about your own what you would call a midlife crisis I would love to know and I'd love to know any strategies you have for dealing with them because I do not want to have to suddenly be redecorating things or suddenly deciding that I need to be having gel manicures that I can't possibly manage those kinds of things I need to be able to stop before I get to a point where it starts to be silly for me you know everybody has their own thresholds don't they I I think the midlife crisis that I've 
that I've had at the moment. I think that's probably all I can take. So please feel free to, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, please feel free to share your stories and just let me know. (laughs) Please let me know your own stories. And if you haven't had your midlife crisis yet, or maybe you're in the middle of your midlife crisis, or maybe you think you feel like you're approaching it again, maybe let's let's create some solidarity here because it's an area where I'm not quite sure how to navigate it. Well, moving on from my potential midlife crisis, I had another really nice experience last week. So it was half term and that obviously meant I had a little bit more time than normal. And I had arranged with a cousin, hi cuz, I won't name you, but you know who you are. I arranged with a cousin to meet up with her and her two girls at a cemetery. Okay, bear with me. (laughs) It wasn't anybody recent, thank goodness. Um, We were going in search of the tombstone of mine and my cousin's great-grandparents so her two girls great-great-grandparents and they're buried at the city of london cemetery which is in ilford epping forest now and and the day was really nice we went there we tidied up a bit we left some flowers and it was it's nice to go and see it i feel that my cousin and i both felt a little bit closer to our family Um, which was really lovely but the really nice part of the experience and I'm sure my cousin won't mind if I share this she she knows it anyway Um, and perhaps some in the family who are close to us they they will know it anyway but we haven't always seen eye to eye (laughs) as we were growing up I don't know if it's because we were too different or because we were too similar but we haven't always seen eye to eye and that just meant that we we didn't really socialise as we were growing up much um, beyond kind of family gatherings and things. We never really had that connection. Um, and again, I hope she doesn't mind me, mind me saying that. But then something just clicked with us in the summer. It was another family holiday. Uh, we come from a large family, lots of lots of cousins and aunts and uncles and things were were all staying uh, in the same place camping and in hotels and things and we got together and something just clicked with us and I'm not quite sure what it was I'm not quite sure why after so many family holidays why it was particularly this one I don't know but we did we clicked and I thought how nice that was that you know I I I don't think 10 years ago either of us would ever have approached the other and said hey let's get together and go to a cemetery to check out you know our great-grandparents grave It, it just wouldn't have happened and it was just so nice to feel that bond with a member of my family, somebody that I've known all my life and and you're not close and then suddenly you're you're closer and that was really nice. Um, it's been a really uplifting thing in my life lately. Um, but I, I was 
but watching a YouTube video and the young woman on it, she's about a decade younger than me, um, and she she made some kind of comment about how as you get older, your social circle naturally gets smaller. And I was reflecting on this, especially because I I feel like I've almost made a new friend, you know, or I've reconnected with a very, very old friend. I'm not sure. But um, I feel like my social circle has expanded slightly. But I was thinking what she said, I, I, I firmly believe is true. And I was trying to think why it, this might be. Um, I think it's obvious when you're at school that you spend a lot of time with a lot of people that it's natural that you will be hanging out with these people and there are opportunities and you don't have as many responsibilities if any so you have more time to give to your friends but then I wonder whether that it was whether this was the same for everybody because I feel it's the same for me so there are lots of people that I am friendly with from school but I do feel like the number of people that I connect with regularly has gotten smaller um, and in some of those instances I do regret that I don't make connections more often with the wider circle but I definitely feel like it's got smaller and then I think also moving is a part of that so we haven't lived where we live for very long and we are still trying to make f friend connections. So I think that hasn't helped because the people that we left behind in London, again, we are still friends, but we're not seeing them as often. So it does feel like our social circle in that respect got smaller. So again, I, I would love to know people's thoughts on that I'd love to know whether you think it's true for everybody whether you don't think it's true for everybody or whether you think that as we get older our social circle shrinks but it shrinks to be a social circle of the people that you really you really connect with if that makes sense so Yes, I would love to know thoughts on this. Um, but as I say, last week, it was really lovely to feel like my social circle had expanded slightly by this meeting with this cousin. It wasn't a meeting. It was a it was a, a day out. It was a chance to hang out with her and like I say, reconnect with her. So in one respect, I feel like my social circle is definitely smaller now than it was 20 years ago. But yes, I feel like I've gained in the last week, um, which has been really wonderful. So I had better sign off now. But thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Middle-Aged Madness. If you'd like to come over and join the Facebook group, we are at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash middle-aged madness. Or you can find me on Instagram at middle-aged madness 
www.middleagedmum.podcast. Sorry, I can't say middle-aged anymore. <laughs> it's not working for me now. But yes, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I look forward to seeing any of your discussions and comments on social media. And I will speak to you next week. Bye-bye.